the growth from like zero to 16 million is easy, right? The challenging growth is they say volume, right? Volume wise, moving from 16 to 25, a little bit harder. Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the Smart Ages podcast. My name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. In today's episode, we're joined by Orange County, California-based broker, Craig Earnhardt. After a long career in corporate sales, Craig jumped full-time into real estate in 2018. And to say it was a good move would be an understatement, considering he is on pace for $60 million in volume this year. Throughout our conversation, we talk about how not only he grew his own name in the real estate business, but how he is now growing his team's success. Now, before we get on to the day's featured interview, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents Podcast. You can find the show on all major podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Also, as you can see if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Click the bell to get notifications when each new episode is uploaded. And lastly, if you or somebody else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, let's get on to the day's featured interview with Craig Innerhart. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Pretty much just if you can, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell me where you're at in the country and how you got started in the real estate industry. Yes, sir. Right. So my name is uh, Craig Enyard. Uh, those that know me in the area call me OC, Orange County, OC Craig in real estate. Um, I'm here in Orange County, right? South Orange County, California. And uh, when I got, I got, I, I was 23, 23 years in global supply chains, uh, oil, gas, energy, chemical supply chains. My, my graduate or my uh, education was international business. Um, and then an MBA was in finance and we built supply chains for companies, big oil companies, chemical companies. And I was traveling around the world, you know, all over, around the world. And just like you, Michael, with, with uh, kids, you know, when I went into grad school, my daughter was, a, was, a, was two months old, right? So I missed really the first three years of her life and then right into uh, traveling, you know, from Asia, Europe, uh, Latin America, um, and missing my kids' lives. My son now, Liam, is 16. Sarah is now 20. She's at Fordham University in New York, and Liam was a, a rising junior in high school out here in Southern California. So I, I missed a lot of their lives. And um, it was back in 2015 is when I was talking to my wife about, you know, I really like homes. You know, we watch a lot of uh, HDTV and, and we seem to like uh, the, 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 the Bravo and the home search stuff, right? So I grew up in construction as well. My dad was a, a contractor up in Seattle. And uh, so I grew around that real estate arena. Uh, and I had a short stint with a company called ProSource. Uh, and a lot of my clients were realtors that came into ProSource on wholesale floor covering. And, um, and so I really had an interest that was way back when in the nineties, right? So up in Seattle, I moved down to Southern California in 95, uh, with shipping and, um, grad school down here. And then in, uh, uh, and then in 2000, uh, gosh, it was 2015, took my real estate license exam, doing it part-time. Uh, doing it part-time for, for uh, the better part of 15, 16, 17. Uh, so real estate on the side at that time. And uh, our CEO in the UK called me and said, Craig, are you 
are you a realtor as well? <laughs> so I had to do some quick explaining there. That's why the OC Craig, I put the OC Craig in there just to kind of fly under the radar uh, rather than Craig Injured. And, but they caught me. Uh, so um, I left the company in 2018, December of 2018. Uh, joined a small, uh, already had my license with a small broker, single man show, great guy, great friend, taught me a lot of things there, uh, but I couldn't expand and build what I wanted to build, right? So I went to, to another big brand uh, uh, brokerage, fantastic team leader and you know great training there. And, uh, and then in, it was in 2018, December of when I went into real estate you know, full-time, uh, went pulled away real estate full-time. And then in 2020, at a good click, I was uh, I was either one, two, or three, you know, with that with that brokerage mm-hmm. uh, and, and and solo production uh, at that time, and um, and that was a my I ended volume from that brokerage December of 2020 at 12.4 million volume, and then came over to EXP, right? And EXP we're at about a 475 percent growth. Uh, solo, right? From Jan of this year to where we are today, you know, we're on pace now for just over 60 million in volume this year, right? So incredible growth, uh, starting to build that team, Michael, right? So the team's not full-fledged. I've got gold numbers I want to hit on building the team, but we're also trying to make sure we have a good lead funnel and flow for the agents as well, as well as training. So we're delving into now on that training component, Michael, and that's where you know, it's recording, you know, but doing these training recordings and making sure they're available for the new agents, hand-holding, rather than me having to instruct things 17 times, I can point to video two, three, four, or five and have them watch the videos, come into training for the first 30 days and sit and, 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 and learn everything there is to learn uh, about buyer consultations, seller consultations, how to value properties, you know, and those things. Right. So, so we're, putting those, we're putting those together. Right. So backing up a little bit, how did you get your name in, you know, how did you get your name out there to where you were doing all this great solo business before you started building this team of me? Because if you weren't doing it full time right out of the gate, how did you, how did you really start promoting yourself? Gosh, you know, I, I did. So, um, you know, the, the, the sphere of influence, you know, your SOI, just talking anybody and everybody, uh, dropping uh, emails out to, to friends. I didn't have family down here, so there's not really any family that I could tap into here. It was really friends, church friends, uh, uh, work outside of work, you know, contacts that I had in the, in the, in the community, letting them know that I was developing a, a business, you know, a real estate business and how much I could really use their one, two, three leads a year. Uh, and those, those leads would come in, right? But but a majority of the business out of the gate though, Michael, bar none, and I teach this to the new agents as well, is any chance you have to jump on an open house, jump on an open house. Uh, I'll, I'll drop a name here though, Joshua Smith, okay? GSD, uh, awesome guy. I, I hooked up with him early on. Uh, when I first was licensed part-time, I started doing the 90-day bootcamp mastery program. And uh, did that and then did went to Phoenix for one of his events in Phoenix. And just j- just in, just a complete like, wow, this is freaking fantastic and used all his stuff. Mega open houses was really what I keyed in on. And I began to do mega open houses here in South Orange County. Any open house I could tap into, I would look for vacant listings, uh, vacant listings that were on the market for a bit, you know, vacant listings from out of area realtors. 
And I would sit on those open houses, you know, midweek, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just knocking them out. And I would pick up midweek, I'd pick up one, two, three um, uh, 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 prospects from that, dump, dump them into my, at that time, it was an Excel spreadsheet, no CRM, which is crazy. Uh, and then they were talking bootstrap, right? Bootstrap, poor, did zero budget. Um, so uh, the money I put in were just the green or blue open house signs, not my personal brand stuff, right? But those signs were everywhere on the big open houses. Uh, did that on the weekends. I'd walk away with six, seven, eight leads, dump them into my Excel spreadsheet, hand track stuff, card follow-ups, phone calls, emails. Uh, and then I would do that every single week, you know, and, and that was really the first year of in the business, year and a half, of just, just cranking them out. And that's how the volume grew. So any, any new realtors out there, you want to go bootstrap and, and quickest, uh, quickest link to revenue is going to be sit in on any open houses that you can. They, they may not be from your own brokerage. You may have to call into other agents from other brokers, brokerages and, uh, and just promote yourself as accountable, responsible. Uh, uh, professional and mega open houses. Your job is to drive as many people across that threshold as possible. And that, uh, and that the buyer, you know, Michael, for your listing, that buyer will come through that threshold. It may not be from me, but I'll get them across that threshold. Okay. And, and, and they, uh, they loved it, you know, and I began to realtors were starting to call me when they had open houses in the area, they called me to host the open houses uh, from, from different brokerages, uh, which was, which was, which was cool. Yeah. I mean, that's a great, I mean, that's a great way. Like you said, zero budget to really kind of get to fill that pipeline up and to, and now that you know that process and you said that's in your background is setting up those processes and, you know, streamlining things. So, you know, that's part of what you've done is create these processes. Now you do have a great process to pass on to your agents that are coming in with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and then and then there was the eventual, <laughs> then there was the eventual investment in the CRM, right? And uh, it's funny because as you as you you know as you progress and, and just the, the changes that, that I've made in the business as well. I mean, my, my CRM, which I thought was expensive at the time, was 110 a month, right? And now I'm like seven times that on what I've got with 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 my CRM follow up boss with the Y Lopo bolt in and CSU to track everything. And yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Crazy what you can do on the systems. So for people that aren't familiar with like the mega open houses, what were some of the real key things that you were doing that you saw great results from? Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the, the biggest thing was, again, the objective should be to drive people across the threshold, right? So I would go in the day before there, there's a number of things you can do, right? So I'd go in the day before and I'd shoot video in the house, again, vacant homes, right? So go in the day before, shoot a video and push that video out in the social media land, pictures and videos with permission, uh, the, whoever owns the, you know, the listing, make sure you get their permission to, to use the photos, but I push those out in social media, uh, uh, you know, a few days prior to the open house. That was door number, or that was step number one. And then I would do a 10 up and 10 down, right? Or sometimes 15, 20 up, 20 down, go knock on doors and have a, uh, a flyer that I had made up for the open house. Just let them know, hey, Michael, I'm going to be doing an open house in your neighborhood uh, down at 123 Main Street. I wanted just to make sure you were aware that cars are going to be coming into the neighborhood. I want to let you know that, that you know, security is always issue number one for me. And I want to make sure this neighborhood is secure. Um, so you're going to see a lot of traffic in here. Uh, don't be alarmed. It's me having the open house. 
And then you invite them to the open house as well. Say, come on by. I'm going to have, you know, hors d'oeuvres there and drinks and, you know, non-alcoholic drinks, right? Beverages to, to come on by. Come on by and, and check it out. Um, so we get neighbors to come in as well, right? So again, 20 up, 20 down or 10 up, 10 down, but knock on those doors a few days prior as a courtesy as well so they know what's going on. Uh, and then you're also, again, never lose an opportunity to grab a lead. You're, you're saying, gosh, Michael, your house is fantastic. I love the roses. Um, you know, do you have any friends or family that want to move to this neighborhood? Wouldn't it be nice to have a friend or family next door to you? Um, and so we're trying to grab names that way. And then we're always back dooring and, and, and just saying, do you know anybody, Michael, on the street that might be looking to sell? We obviously have a shortage of homes to sell, inventory shortages, anybody you know. So we're always trying to grab those names rather than going right to you and say, can I sell your home for you, Michael? We're just kind of soft selling that around. And then we're trying to get their name and number as well to put them on a, a, a mailer, an email send out, card send out. Okay. So uh, that's the first step, right? Then it's the open house. When they come across the threshold, people, you're advertising it in the MLS uh, and to, to uh, social media, you're advertising the open house. I've got signs everywhere. I think I was like 24, 25 signs per open house. Uh, everything was out there pointing into that house to drive traffic in, and it, which did a great job. They'd come through and I'd have a sign-in sheet there. You know, the rite of passage was getting a name, number, and email to get, to get them in. Right. So um, and, and once I captured to give them a property sheet, um, I, I would write their information down, not them. but I would write it down. They'd go take a look at the house with the property sheet. They'd come back through and I would just, gosh, Michael, I can't. I'm a, I'm a lefty, Michael. I can't read my own writing. Can you just give me that number one more time just to make sure the number's correct? OK, um, so and then I would when I came out of the open house, open house was finished off. As people would come through, Michael, I would star off ones that I felt were real good prospects, you know, as a, as a buyer for that home or some other home or a potential listing. I'd make a star, jot my notes down. Before I left the open house, I would record right from there, a, a text, video text right from the open house. Michael, I just want to say thank you so much for coming by the open house. It was so nice to meet you and your wife, uh, Sherry. And uh, uh, it was nice to get to know you. And I'm just giving you a quick shout out and a quick thanks for coming by. If you have any questions here, my name is Craig, OC Craig, 949-374-8870. So I'd shoot those texts out. Uh, then I get back home. I would put them into my Excel spreadsheet, uh, key, key all them into the Excel spreadsheet. And, and then they'd have been a regular follow up, right? Um, and then I'd recap. The other, the, the other big thing too, Michael, is just making sure, again, my accountability to that listing agent, I would recap and tell them how many came through, how many were represented, uh, ones that I thought had a real interest in the property, uh, and, and if I was going to be writing the offer up. Right. Okay. Right. I yeah. really, yeah, all of those steps, I mean, all of those different touch points that you've had with these people, those are all such warm touch points too. Like nothing is a hard sell with any of these people that you have either that you're meeting in the neighborhood or that are coming by the listing. I think every one of those is great. Yeah. 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 That's a, yeah. that's a great way to really kind of sell yourself. I mean, that's awesome. So now going from when you were solo, what made you want to branch out and kind of start your own, your own team? You know what? Uh, um, I, I fought it for a while, right? I, I really did. And uh, but when you look at family and time, and, and time is precious, and, uh, and 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 scaling the business, right? The only way to do that really is to get to get your time back is to take. Okay, I need I need another ten 
or 15 or even three, you know, Craig Enderts, um, and bring them in and start building that team that way. We're on the very front, the front side, Michael, of growing the team, right? So right now we're one, two, three agents, three buyers agents and one admin assistant. Okay, so uh, we're just on the beginning stages of this growth deal. I like to have 10 in place by the end of this year. Um, but it's, you know, it, it, is, it is trying to get time back. So the reason, the why factor of why grow a team is to get your time back with your family, which is key and critical. If you want to sustain in this business and not burn out early, you need time back, right? So that, that is the key number one is the time back. Um, and I know that's also a compromise on profit as well because you're splitting. You know, you got profit splits now, which is okay. You know, it's it, it, you get to a point and it's about time, not about the money. It's about time. Right. Right. So as you've started to build this team, you've seen a lot of great growth. And I think, and you said that comes from your training. What made you want to, you know, really go in that direction of the education side and bringing these new agents in and really kind of training them? Yeah, that's a great question too, Michael. And that's, that's awesome because again, we're a new team, right? So we're new, you know, the inner group, uh, relatively speaking new, right? In, in, in South Orange County. So having a great seasoned veteran agent join your team, probably not going to happen once you start getting the, you know, the, you're talking splits and everything else. Um, uh, so the ones you tend to attract are the new ones, the ones that are getting into real estate that need that, that the, 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 the things that, that new agents look for is mentorship, you know, they're looking for mentorship, a, a team environment, support network, and leads, right? And those three things I can absolutely uh, offer is the team environment, the mentorship, and the leads, right? And that's what really attracts the new agents. Then you just help them to grow and to prosper and build and build and, and, and do the best you can to keep them on board, right? Uh, and we know in real estate, it's a turning, it's, it's a, it's a turning door, um, but I think, though, uh, having learned from one of my mentors at EXP, you know, Dan Beer down in San Diego, the Beer Home Team, awesome guy. He's got a model that's so great. Uh, and I'm really trying to replicate that model that he's got down there of keeping agents, keeping the ones you, you do want, you know, keeping them, keeping them on board. They're in center programs and training and mentoring and team building and those things. Right. So how often does it, it, the education part of it that you said you're recording these trainings and things, is that something that uh, it's more of an onboarding process or is it a continued thing that they continually, you're pushing stuff out to them continually? Yeah. So, so by design, right. So, and, and again, Michael, so we're on the, I just want to not be misleading here. The teams are real new, right? So we're just building those into the system, right. But the, in, in, the way that this is designed is to have a library of training videos they can come into and plug into for the first 30 days, you know, a bit of a university of how to, once you get your exam, your, your license. So get them to come in, sit down and just plug in and start watching the training videos, taking tests at the end of each video, passing the test, asking questions that they have regarding content, uh, and then moving on to the next segment. Okay. So that is a, a 30 day training window. Then let's say you've been in place now for, for four or five months and you keep getting these objections. You keep getting stymied on the, 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 new, you know, the new RPAs uh, or, or you know, some disclosure law questions. You know what? Go to video 43 and it covers that, that section, you know, a little five-minute video clip. Okay? So it's, it's uh, meant to be like a university in the beginning for agents and then also so that they can keep coming back to time and again 
you know, on the, uh, within the, the, the library of videos. Right. Yeah. I've loved that idea. Cause I think a lot of the times, a lot of the people I talk to both that are, um, that own their own really successful brokerages. And then also the new agents, um, those really successful ones are doing that same thing. You know, they're really training the, how to close the deal because, you know, when you're getting your license, you're getting the the legal side of things. It's not so much that salesman side of things and really kind of, um, you know, you can get all the listings, you know, all the, the leads in the world, but if you don't close them, you're not making any money. So yeah. all of that great training, I think is so valuable to these new agents. Yeah, it is. It is. And depending on the environment you come from, depending on how seasoned you are, again, 23 years in sales, right? It, 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 it helps me, but yet it doesn't help me, if that makes sense, right? In my environment that I came from in corporate America, it was the ABC, always be closing, always be closing. In real estate, you can't really do that, right? We're in the people business and the nurturing business. And so I think one of the biggest things that we do try to train uh, the, the coachable you know, agents is that you're not always closing. Don't always be closing. You're always offering a solution. You're always offering a, a contribution to them. It's about them. It's about it coming from a place from the heart, a place from love and compassion. Um, and you really need to be able to hit that uh, with the buyer. Depending on the character you're getting with the buyer, the buyer could be a high D in a personality and they, they, they just want numbers. What's it gonna take? We're, let's do this, 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 great, fantastic. Majority, though, of the buyers, there's a place of compassion that's needed, some empathy needed, some understanding, relationship building. So it's not the ABCs. It's more of the, you know, maybe always be contributing, you know, ABCs, not closing, but contributing. Okay. So um, that really is the big, the big difference between corporate America and what we do here in real estate. There's a place, for, you know, really compassion coming from the heart and loving, loving your customers. Right. When you, now that you have started to grow at this rate that you are, you know, how are you, and as you're growing your team at the same time, how are you managing all of those different, uh, you know, all of that, you know, it can get a very overwhelming as you're growing. Yeah. And that, another great question. Obviously you're seasoned at this because you, you see this all the time, right, Michael? But yeah, no, it's, it's, um, the, the growth from like zero to 16 million is easy, right? The challenging growth is they say volume, right? Volume wise, moving from 16 to 25, a little bit harder because you're still in production. You can't really afford to do this, this, and this. So you end up doing it all by yourself because you can't really afford to step out and invest in the admin assistant. I, 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 I did things backwards, you know, I, and I, and, and, you know, my, coaches, if they see this, they're probably going to shoot me on this because this is not really the way to do it. You know, my, um, you know, I, I would call him a, an executive assistant, not an admin assistant, but an executive assistant. And he came on last, you know, after I had the three agents in place, he came on last and, and but he's been a saving grace. All the social media stuff, the videos, the, the recordings I would do weekly, and then not, not being consistent um, because I was doing other things. Uh, Gerardo has stepped in and he's taken care of that, which is awesome, right? So how do I manage it now? Now with him on board, I've got a lot of other time that I can spend in thinking about growth and scaling and agent attraction. Uh, I'm with a coach on agent attraction, how to, how to attract the right agents for my team and for EXP as well. 
a great name in the business. Am I allowed to drop names here? Absolutely. That, Absolutely. John, John Cheplak is the best of the best when it comes to recruiting in the, on the real estate side. Uh, and a fantastic coach, just a, a wealth of knowledge. And he's been in the business, comes from the business. So uh, I'm using a lot of Sheplak stuff for agent attraction. Uh, so more time I have away from doing uh, um, administering the video content, I'll be recording it. But then Gerardo, you know, he takes, he takes, he takes, he takes it away. Um, and I'm able, able to focus on agent attraction and, and business growth and, and training and working with agents and going on my own. I'm still in production too, right? So going on my own, listing appointments, um, trying to move away from the buyer consultations, but I am still involved on the buy side. Um, and I probably always will be to a certain degree because uh, I'm a control freak, right? So, but I just have more of that time to, to, to do other things regarding scaling the business. Right. So you mentioned that uh, being a control freak, and that's something that uh, I've talked to quite a few people that have, you know, started their own teams is that it's, it is very difficult sometimes to hand over, you know, these processes that you've developed and, you know, kind of handing over your baby almost and saying, okay, you, you, you take care of it from here. I'm going to, you know, what was that like for you? How did you get over that? Gosh, I was, it's actually fairly easy. I didn't know. I didn't struggle with that at all. It was really like a weight comes off your shoulder. You know, once you, I'll be honest, you know, with, with Gerardo, I have such, let me back up, Michael. There's, there's, there's fabric that we look for in, in bringing people onto the team, onto the in your group team. And, and they're written on my wall. Uh, um, my wife moved it, but it's over here. But it's that um, it's a faith component. You know, it's number one faith component. Um, uh, a sense of community and contribution back to the community. Again, we go back to empathy in the heart. So we're looking for that fabric of faith and a sense of contribution, and then also driven by a core of grit. You know, is there some grit the person has, willing to go out and, and get it done? I grew up from a very, very, very poor background uh, growing up as a kid, single mother, cocktail waitress. So I know what it's like to not have. I know what it's like to, to you know, really handle yourself at the age of five on up because mom was working and, and you know, welfare. And, you know, I was, I was that, 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 that lucky, lucky kid. Um, so I mean, that's where the grit comes in. And then we're looking for that same grit component as well. And, and I, I can, I'm, I'm to the point now where I can, I can talk to, to an agent within five minutes and I'll know whether they're going to be a wild success in this business or if they're going to fail. Um, and, and if, if, if I sense that they have just a huge heart, compassion and sense of grit, you know, out there and coachable, right. Then they're going to, they're going to be just a, a great success at some point in time. So it seems like everything you're doing to really grow your business is uh, coming from a place of education. And like you said, you know, the, the compassion. So talk to me a little bit about that, you know, how that has really become uh, a, a core foundation of your business. Yeah. So that, that really is the fabric. Okay. We, we hit on a bit, Michael, before about the fabric of the company and the employees that we bring in. But the mission, you know, the mission of the Indian group is to change lives. And, and, and this goes not just the lives of those that we put into their first home or lives of, of the agents, but the agents and their kids, the agents and their parents, the agents, uh, gosh, the vendors that we use, the flooring guys, the roofing guys, the foundation guys and gals, you know, to, to do PC here, right? Um, all the suppliers that, that, that are working on the homes, we're changing their lives too. 
So I've built a real good core of those professionals in our network and I call them partners. And so when I um, put an email out there about any business growth that we're doing, any changes we're making, I've got my escrow people on there, my lenders that I work with a lot on there. I've got uh, my title people on there. I've got contractors on there, my property inspectors on there, because that is really part of our growth. And they've been a huge part of our growth. And that is really the team. So when we talk about the end your group team, it's not just me and, and Gerardo and, 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 and the agents. It's about the people I just mentioned, the contractors, title, escrow, lenders. You know, that's all part of our core team. And, and again, we're in this business to change lives. And, 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 and that's how we do it, you know, one house at a time. Yeah. I really like what you said, you know, what you talk about there with the, uh, the other, the, you know, the kind of the bolt on, uh, industries that are your, that are so reliant on each other and really making them a part of your team. They might not be under your title and under your brand, but they are a huge part of your team. Yeah. I think I forget the stat, Michael, but it's like every home sold supports four jobs. Every home sold supports four jobs. Think about the, when you buy a home and when you buy a home, the first thing you're going to do is go to Lowe's or Home Depot and you're, you're buying material from there. You're saving jobs there. Uh, you're, you've got, again, on our side, the property inspectors, the contractors that come in, you know, all that stuff, all the lives are changing there, you know? So it's a, that, that's the beauty, the beautiful thing of the housing industry and real estate is the, 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 the way it's so interconnected and just so reliant, you know, as a, as a key economic indicator is your, your housing, you know, look at the housing that will drive your economy. Awesome. Well, again, I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and it's easy to see why, you know, your group, if they're getting this kind of training and, the, and you're bringing in people with the same kind of mindset, why you guys are having so much success. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. I want to thank Craig for joining us today. And I really like what he said about how a successful real estate business involves so much more than just the agent. So once again, if you think you or somebody else on your team has an awesome story or a tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode. But remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and we'll see you on the next episode.